Welcome to the Ross L. N. Luke Show. This is episode 77. Welcome to the Ross L. N. Luke Show plus Will. And plus welcome Will. back, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. Yes, and um, what a week it's been! It's been, it's, it's been a whirlwind, <laughs> hasn't it? I think it's—is it Will or we're going to go Will or Dave? So yeah. Ross is going to call Will Dave, and I'm going to call Dave Will. Um, I'm yeah. going to call Will Will. All right, good. You're good with that. Yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. I'll answer to all. Yeah. You can put on other voices too when it's David. You can go yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put on my English accent. Well, we want to just hear no, about driving like Hello, mate. Hello. Harley Davidsons and like robbing milk bars or something. It'd be a pretty good story. Just as a bit of it. Sounds know. like your story. Oh, I've yeah. oh, never robbed you're, a milk you're... bar. And I've never <laughs> ridden a Harley Davidson. Well, I have once, but on the back with no, no helmet. And I believe the guy was drunk. And we were doing monos up and down our street. Mm. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah, we used to live around in around some... Um, oh, we used to live in and around some bikies. Some bikies lived across the road, and then a few doors down, um, a few sort of bikey people lived there. And I was friends with I was friends with both of them actually. They were probably two best mates. Uh, they're really really good good kids. Uh, but yeah, it's a different lifestyle to grow up around. Um, and the mums were both single mums. Uh, had a son and a daughter. So very, they're very much like the same sort of mirror image, but different bikey clubs. I didn't know that until we got a bit older and there was a bit of stuff going on. And, um, yeah, so it was interesting. But they always had great parties. Um, yeah, as a teenager, we had fun there. But you always felt looked after. Like, you never felt mm. unsafe. Um, and that was probably that club sort of mm. um, feeling. You know, like the boys around. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and, like, you never... You always felt at home, even though some of them were pretty loose and we saw some pretty wild stuff and one of them was yeah getting on the back of a Harley at 12 years old and burning up and down the street and mum coming out she's going <laughs> I think she came out and said put it at least put a stack hat on you know the old <laughs> stack hat <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm talking and this is allegedly but this is going back a long time so I believe it continued on um, but yeah we used to do all sorts of crazy stuff and we pull a lot of cars apart and bikes we were very mechanical were they yours or someone else's car no it wasn't a chop shop uh, no, they were, they were ours. But there was always like a space, you know, always someone had a big shed, you know, and we'd always take our bikes there and, you know, muck around. And, yeah, we got into a bit of trouble here and there. And then um, one day we woke up uh, and there was just police lined all the way up and down the street. I'm talking both sides, yeah, as far as the eye could see. And I looked over the road and I looked up on the shed and there was a sniper on top of the shed roof with a... <laughs> rifle pointed down at the front door and yeah like it was a full standoff and uh, what had happened is uh one of the mums you know shacked up with the, the guy come over and he'd obviously done something pretty bad and the cops were chasing him and um yeah and we we're just looking out the window and you could see it all sort of take place where there was that moment at the door um, that they've tried to force entry and he's you just see sort of one cop get knocked down and then another one and another one so this guy was just taking him out not <laughs> gun but just you know with his hands and then they they just overwhelmed him and got through the door and um yeah that put him in a bad way he lost a feeling in his groin like he could never um get an erection again that's how bad they they beat him yeah yeah so he must have done something pretty bad and when you're young you don't you know, mum's like oh don't worry about it it'll be over soon they had like the dogs up and down like it was crazy like i was just sitting there going this is like out of a movie should we go out 
And I was like, no, we should not go out. <laughs> and my mate in there, poor kid, he's a very intelligent kid. Um, and he sort of never knew his dad much. His dad was like a potato farmer out sort of packing them away. And I, you know, we hung around a lot. He ended up, he's in the army. He's a sergeant in the army now. Um, he's a really ripper kid. It was really amazing to see how he survived out of that environment. And we're talking, you come over, what's going on? And there's someone there carving like an eagle in the, you know, coffee table with the bong sort of being passed around. And, you know, here's this kid who didn't do any of that, you know, which is quite amazing. So, yeah, it's inspiring to see him make something of himself. But I think it's what he saw um, that, that maybe changed his direction in life. Um, that's crazy. You know, his sister was had a baby on the floor of her bedroom at 16. They didn't know she was pregnant. She didn't even show. Mm. Like an ambulance turns up. Mum comes in, what the fuck? Oh, mm. I think you need to take me to hospital. Out comes a baby. Oh, see, now you're having a baby. Mm. It was, uh, yeah, it was astonishing. Yeah, so, mm. can you imagine that? No. No, you couldn't, could you? Yeah, so, and that poor mum. So anyway, that was, and that was in suburbia. You know, it wasn't a bad place, but, yeah, geez, it was, um, it was eye-opening. Hmm. Hmm. There were some nice people in the street, some lovely old ladies and couples that lived right in the middle of all this, and I could only imagine what they thought. You know, they, they frequent the bowls club and RSL, and you know life was pretty rosy. Uh, and then probably yeah. thought the real estate was affordable. <laughs> yeah, at some point, but they've been there most of their lives. So yeah, interesting um, club. But yeah, as I said, you always sort of felt safe, and everyone always looked after each other. So that it was big on. I suppose that's where I learned integrity and honour was a big part of, of what it's, they did. It's huge, yeah, absolutely. And being part of a family too. Yeah. So like you, we, we've, you know, one of the things that's missing in today's society, I believe, is that kind of community feel. You know, there's countries around the world where people leave their babies in the prams outside the restaurant. And if the baby starts crying, the, the passers-by take care of the baby. Yeah, right. Because they know that the parents are inside having a nice dinner. So the, the, just some random stranger walking past will take care of that baby, will yeah. rock, it, rock it back to sleep or whatever and put it back in again. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a bottle in there and they'll feed it. You know, they take care of strangers' babies without even thinking about it. Yeah. Right? Just, that's just how, how they are. That's um, yeah, a very rare thing. Today, you know, certainly in, in most countries I've been to, you know, you wouldn't let your baby out of your sight, let alone leave it out the side for some stranger to take care of if it starts crying. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what's missing is, is that sense of community where we take care of everybody. In a, in a group like that, you know, with all the stuff that goes on, um, potentially or allegedly, there's still this amazing, you know, if, if you be part of that community, you take care of that community, that community take care of you as well. Yeah. Um, really strong community mm -hmm. feel. And you, can, you don't have to worry about your kids. You can let them run around. You know that every single adult there will take care of those yeah. children like they're their own. And it is, it is a big part of that. I think it's honour and... I think, you know, it's a reason why some kids or people join gangs these days is because they, you know, haven't had that support or mm. love or brotherhood or yeah. just felt, you Need know, to fit in, yeah. yeah, to fit in somewhere. Yeah, feel and, loved, and accepted. Be it might be the other side of the fence. There's probably positive, you know, uh, mm. things out there like sporting clubs and things like that. So, yeah, definitely community. And that that's that thing where you, 20 years ago, you knew your neighbours 10 sides you know, mm. either side. Yep. And if a kid was playing up, and that's what one of my mates said, he said, that's a big difference. Like he said, he goes, if your kid came down and he was down the other end of the street, you'd know someone who'd see him and just walk over and go, oi, stop throwing rocks at the tree or, you know, stop. 
doing silly little things and we all look after each other but he said now everyone just keeps to themselves and no one's willing to sort of mm. put themselves out there to say that now there was a scenario with us with us throwing little acorns across the road you know and so no one said anything and then a driver just pulls up and it's like gives him the third degree but if we sort of someone mm. saw that that knew the kids that knew what the kids were like they're not bad kids they're just like you know, throwing acorns the over the road yeah they're kids um, yeah it would have been nice for someone and neighbour to just go hey pull your head in there's the nudge yeah mm. that we spoke about mm. yeah yeah. do you find that is something that been away from Australia for a while that is not, not like it was when we were young you know that commu- sense yeah, of community in the local streets I remember you were very different. much like that around mm. North Ball when it was very mm. you know we used to play in the middle of the street yeah 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 yeah. I, I remember when oh, yeah. The, yeah I, I remember when things when's changed it just you know I, I would I'd be in a, in a shop like a milk bar or somewhere like that <clears throat> and there'd be someone standing at the counter next for you and you're waiting for the person who runs the stories out the back getting something <clears throat> now they wouldn't leave the counter because they're worried about getting robbed but you know yeah. um, back then you know they just leave the counter and off they go and that happened when I came back from the UK I was over there for a couple of years and when I, I came back and I, and I, there was a guy standing next to me who was waiting for the, the guy. And I said, I, you know, how you doing? Or, you know, you know something. Um, just to kind of chat to them. And they gave me this really weird look. And I'm like, wow, in the two years that I've been away, um, you know, this is a very, very different place. And, you know, it was, it was Frankston. So, you know, it's known for not necessarily being the, you know, the best area. But just the way that... <laughs> That's where I live, mate. That's all right. Sink the boots in. Well, I'll, I'll take it on board. Yeah, well, you're in Frankston South. These no, days, I'm, I'm, I'm in the guts now. Oh yeah, yeah. we cool. call it. They call oh riding it. That's what yeah. the real Have estate mate said. He goes oh oh you're riding it. Jeez, you, oh you're riding it there. Yeah. Okay. So you're front gunners down central. Uh, we're just outside the uh, the blast zone. <laughs> <laughs> what do we say? Uh, Far enough okay. away for the drug addicts to not be fucked coming to my house to rob it <laughs> but close enough to get in there okay. for someone who's active and you know so the the, 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 the wealthier criminals that like oh, to there, yeah, there, drive yeah. around in case joints and yeah yeah, I got, I, got, I got a massive dog and she just eats people for breakfast so <laughs> good luck with that and then yeah, you got her and you got me so then you're in, you're in all sorts of trouble there uh yeah, no. and, you, and you eat dogs that eat people for breakfast. Oh yeah, and the dogs, yeah, and they eat elephants, and you know it's just like that big. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're just like a human hungy, yeah, something inside of something, just like Animal Kingdom. Yeah, Animal Kingdom, survival of the fittest. But back to Frankston, it's up and coming, Ross. Uh, just jump on their website, you know, the investment going on there. No, it is a really good spot. We're still, we're close to the water, so we're not. Yeah, you know, it's, yep. it's, and and close enough to Frankston Central um, that it is a really nice spot, but. Even saying that, they it's a mix of people. I think mm. there is a good sense of community around there that I feel. Uh, my partner's very much involved in like you know netball, uh, football, and there is a real sense of um, community in some spaces. Mm. And the yeah. reason I say that is because my little guy's thirteen. He starts going to the shops with his friends by himself, and Mum said to him, "You know, I know everyone in Frankston." Yeah, I've got eyes everywhere. And, and that's that community thing. So she does, she puts herself out there, you know, to help out at clubs and that, mm. that builds that sense of community. So, nice. yeah, I sort of just, that came to me just then. I was like, yeah, it's, so the more we are part of a community, uh, the more it can grow. So it's there, but yeah, there's some pockets where it's, it's not at all, which mm. is a bit of a concern. Mm. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. I'd say sad rather than more so than a Yeah, concern, and some people but, are just, 
mm. don't want to get involved or they're nervous or they're not good with people. You know, you find that, like, we speak to a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, you, you're really good with people. And I'm like, I'm pretty shy as well. I'm reserved if I don't know people. Apparently not. Is that a result of either a social media that's kind of, you know, kids yeah. on Instagram and Twitter and whatever else, or also I've heard, you know, parents, well, I don't want my kid out in the street because you're worried about being abducted. I know yeah. this is really... Or, or, yep. or, you don't know who the neighbours are. There's more fear, I suppose. More yeah, that, that, I, I, what's I it feel called? that as a Man, parent. That, that kind of... Yes. Fe- we're in a fearful world of don't trusting people. And yes. Yeah. If he would have been sued, if a kid falls over next door... and well, the, all the news is you know, horrendous. Yeah. yeah, I don't watch news. Like, there's, like it's just, you know, one sensationalist yeah. horror, horror story after the next. You know, we've got, yeah, you know, what, almost 8 million people yeah. on the planet or something. And <clears throat> of course there's going to be bad stuff happening. And the more you promote it, yeah. the more you're going to have it because there's more people that get that drilled into them day after day by watching the news Manufacturing and de- you know desensitized yeah. to it and that's right yeah. we're, we're and we're like oh wow there's you know the crime's getting worse well yeah you keep teaching people that you know that the crime's something that happens yeah. you know every single day they watch the news and it's filled with crime mm. not all these beautiful stories about you know rescues and um people looking after others and senses of community and that's not what you're which yeah, promoting. Yeah. You can it might get a anything. bit of a look in on a Friday for you know three seconds as a filler, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Like it's it's no good, and the, the you know the onset of social media as well doesn't help. Um, but we, we we've got a great solution these days to, to this situation. Don't yeah. We? Boxing Day sale, mate. It, it solves all of this stuff. You can just line them up at the Re- door. Retail therapy solves it all. Yeah, so just like a thousand people, one eight fifty wide door right. by two meters high. Doesn't really. <laughs> just, so they've taken out the glass and they've just put acrylic, like perspex. That was plastic, so you'll bounce. Off it doesn't that. matter. None of that matters. The, That'd make the, a great YouTube. The video. point is, a great sale solves all of these problems. Does it? What? Well, like just can't. You, so that's that's you have you have the news, and then you have the ads. Oh, so it's a win-win for. No, so it's it's problem solution. No. So we just have sales all the time. <laughs> that's right. I think that's why George A. Romero made Dawn of the Dead, wasn't it? You know, a lot of zombies going to the department stores. <laughs> okay. As a, as a reaction to that. Yeah. There you go. There Love you it. go. And um, my best commentator on, it, on all that is Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Very intelligent man. Mm. Yeah, he is. Mm. Yeah. And he, so he, he first clued me into what is, how it actually works. It's just a machine. Yeah. It's an industrial machine, and consumption improves as fear increases. Yeah, it's a good point. You're mm. saying, Will, that that, mm. that fear, and fear drives people to secure their homes, you know, buy yeah. bigger cars to feel safer, uh, live in bigger houses so we can all be separate. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gated communities. Feel safe from each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're keeping up with the Joneses. The houses get bigger and bigger, and... You know, we, you know, it wasn't that long ago that everybody lived in a, a small house yeah. with one bed, in and you'd have three generations or yeah. in, in that one bed, which kind of blows my mind. But you know, we've gone the complete opposite way now, yeah. and I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. Yeah, you know, you've got you've got kids having their own rooms that are completely separated. They come home and you never see them, again, you know, until maybe dinner time, um, as they go off and play on their social media, mm. completely unfiltered. Um, where they're interacting with other people that are completely unfiltered. Yeah, and that's where they're learning how to be. Yeah. yeah, I think you said that, Al. There's a certain time of night where it can get a bit bit, bit murky. For sure. And yeah. it's interesting though when you say unfiltered. It's like 
I'm not sure that the unfiltered is the issue because we're not, you know, we're not filtered in the schoolyard. We're not filtered when we're playing out in the streets. It's not so what, much about not well, filtered. Well, what about adults it? when they get on? Some of the stuff they'd say, they'd never say it to your face. Well, so, but it's not so much as unfiltered, is it? It's it's that it, a couple of things. One is there's people pretending to be other people. Yeah. Sure. So, but that introduces but the, a whole new the, element. The point is that people are different when they've got that gap sure. between, well, they're not actually face-to-face with you. Sure. It, it creates a, a, a their they feel safer to do something they wouldn't otherwise normally do. Yeah, that's right. So we, we see I'm, I'm in the, in, in, in today's world, I'm classed as aggressive. You know, you've got this passive aggressive, aggressive. This is, this is kind of the two ways that people are a lot of the time now, it seems. Mm-hmm. And so I'm classed as aggressive. Now I can be just, just as good at passive aggressive as anybody else, but, but it's, I could go on a lot, but suffice to say, there are books written about how tough it's been for introverts on this planet, and how they need what they need to do to survive in a in a world full of extroverts. And it's just such a load of crap. But says the extrovert. Well, it's just a story. It's a story. Luke said it before. Who would call him an introvert? And he said before, I don't necessarily always want to communicate with other people. I just want to. But he didn't call himself an introvert. No, he didn't. But the world would call him an extrovert. Without oh, a doubt, they yes. would. But they he would actually acknowledged he's not always that behaved, that way behaved. This is just stories yeah. and labels to help us navigate through. The introverts, having been a, an um, a, an ex introvert, uh, I know. Yeah, now you got a story re- about a story introvert. that you used to have. So, but it, but I want to kind of clarify it for everybody because yeah. you know at one point I was an introvert, and okay. and you know the typical labels and everything, and it was tough. But it was it was tough just because of. An introvert has a way of thinking, right? Which produces their results. Just like everybody has a way of thinking that produces their results. Now, that way of thinking makes the experience of interacting with other people really tough. And some people just struggle to talk to one other person. And that's really, really tough. But what's occurring there is just that person doesn't feel like they're lovable is really what's going on underneath all of it. They don't feel like they're good enough. They don't feel like they're lovable. They don't feel like they fit in. Those three universal fears, that's all that's happening so for that person. you just described every <clears throat> single human being. Absolutely. But the difference is that, that at that level, they haven't got enough self-love to be able to be extroverted. Because I actually don't believe, at the end of the day, now that I've been through the journey and I've come from that side, and people sometimes now call me extroverted when I'm, when I'm out talking to people, I actually don't believe in the modern day um, way that we see introvert and extrovert. I actually believe we're all extroverted. We just have our garbage on top of it that stops us and keeps us playing small and we're scared of being out there and getting hurt. And that's all that's really going on. We're scared of talking to someone else because there's this fear that we've developed at some young age. I believe we're born extroverted. And so given that, the the relatively anonymous online world gives people the opportunity to to explore other personas so all the, yeah. all the introverts that yeah, are expressing yeah, their anger comes out or whatever we can call be. them what we like but I, I do it online as well I've dropped the C word online mm-hmm. so the other the, <laughs> cabbage <laughs> carrot <laughs> so what you're saying is, but, is corn is, you don't have to stop yelling Al alright that's pretty good <laughs> so what you're saying is before the internet we just had to use beer no <laughs> well there was that there's that connection and that's there's those labels I, I don't even know what I am I'm just am you know what I mean exactly and, and I don't 
Exactly. You know, I, sometimes I feel like that, you know, in a certain yeah. group environment. Because you're human. But I don't have that. I think it's that connection. When I don't have a connection with a group, like if I'm, I'm pretty good. I can walk into any new environment and just say, hey, how you going? It's nice to know someone to get a bit of a leg up, you know, like it's natural you want to yeah. feel at home. But even saying that, I'm, if the feeling's good and it's there, I, I can get on with anyone, especially if, you know, we're on the... <laughs> no. If the feeling's there, you can get on with anyone. What if it's not? No, but you, again, you, so then you, you won't get along with people. No, could, that's his right. No, no, you could walk but he into said, a I can party. get along with anyone if the feeling's there. Well, yeah, but, of course you can. But can you get along with anyone? Not when the feeling's not there. No, you no, just no said yeah, that. that's right. No, so <laughs> well, there's a difference between getting along, making small talk, and like there's little clicky sort of factions in, in any environment. And people Mate, will know what I'm talking about. I've just be been in sporting clubs or social yeah. circles, right? Where people aren't, you don't know them, so they're not sort of, you know, they won't say get A to you, and you might get home and go. I say good day to that person. They just completely blank me. You think, what a fuckwit. Next time I see that person, I'm just going to blank him too. You know, that old, oh, good day, and just you know, turn and not say anything. It's like, well, why? So next time I might go out and go, good day, I'm Luke. I'll just park right in the middle of 20 people and just do the old handshake. <laughs> Maybe one or two won't shake my hand and that's all right. I'll just go, cool. You know, keep going. Well, the first one didn't see you because they just put their eye drops in. And yep. the, the next yeah. two didn't shake your, didn't shake your hand because they've injured their hand. Well, and, and again, so they, and you're right, that, that's exactly the way it could be. And that, I just think it might be that way. But, right. it, eventually, but eventually, once you get to know people and a connection, and I'm not, I would, don't put anything on with these people and people want to, you know, people want to cause a bit of trouble and they want to see how I react to things. They throw bones. Let's go, well, that's your bone. It's over there. I know it's a bone and you've thrown it, but it doesn't interest me yet. So, because unless you're going to come and talk to me like a normal person, like we just talk and chat like normal people, none of this shit matters to me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't hold any weight. It's not a real conversation. It's just hearsay. Now, that's online, social media, or in person. And you find not feeding it kind of just changes the dynamic. And I have a really good relationship with, with, with groups that I thought, oh, hang on, they they got a, they got the wall up. Mm. Yeah, no one's allowed in this circle. This is a... 30-year-old sacred circle, you know? But it's like, well, it's not really. We just think it is. And I think in, in, in business, isn't it, we all have to get on with people. You know, there's a lot of people I've met in the business yep. side of it, I oh, just can't stand, yep. mm. you know, especially in the film industry. Yeah. <laughs> so many, and they're, oh, just, just, but you, you know, have to say, you know, you, know, you be nice, you nod, you, you swallow a lot of stuff that you wouldn't mm. in normal life. Yeah. You just mm. go, this guy's on. Asshole, just live plenty. I met so many of them, but, but over there is a twat. Yeah, twat exactly. But I always, <laughs> yeah. I, the way I look, I had to deal with that in myself rather than getting frustrated because you know where there'll be a lot of racist comments, mm. particularly with Brexit all happening at the moment. It's everywhere in, yeah, in the UK, so it's like yeah. you roll your eyes. I always had to just divert the conversation and talk about stupid things like football, even though I wasn't into <laughs> yeah, it, it, football, I, it soccer. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had to find something that mm. let's get off that topic about immigration and talk about. Something just, I we can just mm. chat about and be really, you know. So that's how I used to just try and deal with that. Otherwise, it just yeah. So and how would it, stuff. how would it go? Say if you're treating somebody and they, you know, they didn't sort of align. They're talking about things that you're like, well, oh, this is borderline. And then say the next time they rang up to make an appointment, you just said, hey, look, Gary, you know, it's been great. You know, based uh, on and and I suppose how do you how do you say it? You get an acupuncture and they'll accidentally stab him in the neck. But 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 is it is it worth tolerating just for the dollar or to keep that relationship and and us not being our true selves or 
I think Al pointed it out a couple of weeks ago to me that the more that I am myself and I can do business with people that are very, you know, aligned with me and, I, you know what I mean, and the same mm. sort of values or have a really good connection, the better the business will be. Yeah. Yeah. I am um, in therapy world, there's less and less of those type of people. But I have come across a few that have said certain things when you've been on the table. Yeah. And I'm, I just kind of drag the conversation about, you say, you know, just just try and relax and, you know, let's speak at the end of the, of the mm. treatment. Yeah, Usually yeah. by the end of the treatment, they're zonked out and in another world anyway. That's my goal anyway, to, to, yeah, to put them yeah. in that state of they don't want to talk about anything yeah. that's negative. Yeah. But I had I had one guy, this is off the topic of, of, of talking, but he, um again, this has got to Dollar, you know, where I worked on the Isle of Wight was a very rich second homeowner kind of area. Um, very wealthy Knightsbridge, Kensington people kind of came down mm-hmm. to the island, had their second homes and yachts and that kind of thing. And yeah. This one guy used to um, not wear any underwear and he would I say he used to always leave the room like get undressed, put the towel over you, da da and I'd come back in after a couple of minutes and just be standing there totally starkers looking at me like mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was like how do I deal and with for this? The audience he's got to be green on his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. Sad. He yeah. did. I was like okay, how do I deal with this? Put the towel back on and he kept taking the towel off and I just oh. I was like this isn't that sort of massage mm. kind of thing. So we have to, you know, respect professional boundaries here and you have to put it on or else I can't treat you. Yeah. Mm. It's just simple as that. Um, and he kept coming back and trying it. Like, just, yeah. so I just feel, you know, can I just take this off? No, because I don't want to see your ball Shoot. sack. Sorry, you might have to edit Shoot. that out, mate. Just put that back on. So it took a while. This guy's 68. He wasn't a young mm-hmm. guy or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it's just, yeah. Maybe, kind yeah. of. Maybe if that happens again, you can just have a collection of porno mags and some uh, and a box of tissues and go, look, there's a toilet over there. Yeah. Is anything we need to rub out prior to? Yeah, so there's some rules. Yeah, I will not give you a happy ending. This is completely professional. Yeah, however, refer to the bathroom. Just, there you go, mate. You do get a lot of yeah. those. Mate, the girls get it a lot, of course. Yeah, know, of course. You know, yeah. Loads, yeah. loads. Guys try it on all the time. Um, but yeah, no, that, that, that you have to, you do have to set your professional boundaries. Yeah, mm. and yeah, that was how I just dealt with. Well, it that would be hard if a guy keeps taking his towel. Just be, listen, mate. Fuck. Just wear some if underwear. If you really want it, I'm gonna the old thumb. <laughs> yeah. you'll get one, son, and it won't be fucking. You won't be doing this again. <laughs> Sorry, is that yeah. a bit too far? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you'll probably like that. It's yeah. not going to work. Was I can't a, see that working. Was there a show, Mr... Uh, was it not Mr. Invincible? Uh, Mr. Inbetween. It's an Aussie-made uh, series. That was okay. series two. Um, it's one of the Nash or the Edgerton brothers. Okay, produced yeah. It. And um, he's, a, he's a standover man. It's a little bit off topic, but it, it does have its relevancy. Um, and he meets an ambulance... Uh, paramedic she's really nice and you start developing a relationship and she doesn't know he leads this sort of double life of standing over people and he's a real you know, hard bloke and they're at the shops just been shopping he's about to reverse and a car pulls up behind him and blocks him in a couple of young blokes he goes hey mate you want to move your car and the guy goes oh, piss off dickhead or I'll punch your head in and he's like well come on mate I'm not going to ask you again or something and then they're like giving it to him and so he gets out and the other guy gets out of the car and like they're about to sort of punch on and he just gives him that sort of slight kick in the knee to just put him down to the ground. It's a real like doorman bouncing move. Like I'm not using it. It was, you know, puts him down like that. And his other mate gets out and he just like clobbers him just once. And then uh, he goes, yeah, and then it's on. And um, he just starts going crazy at the window and then they drive off and 
he gets back in the car and his missus is there going, um, what's going on, mate? <laughs> like, and he's going, nah, nothing, love, because he's sort of casual. <laughs> yeah, we'll just head home and have lunch and that. And she's like, Ray, I want to talk about like what just happened. And he's like, well, it's nothing, really, Dale. Don't worry about it. And she's like, no, you were really aggressive. No, 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 like really, really aggressive. And he goes, well, let me break it down for you, love. And he goes, so if I didn't get out of the car, right, and one dickhead gets out, yep, and I didn't stop him, I see he goes, one on one, I'm all right. But when there's two dickheads and they're, they're on a mission, yep, then I start to worry about you. Yep, so I need to protect you. So I did what needed to be done to protect you. And she was like, she's all like, you know, she went, oh. So it completely made sense to this guy. And she goes, but what happens next time? And he goes, well, hopefully I've taught that dickhead enough of a lesson that he won't park behind a fuckwit he's trying to get out. Otherwise, that'll happen again. And so they're like, does that make it right? And he's like, yes, it does. Because if he... If he knows next time not to do that, and it happened a second time, a couple of yous that gave him some stick on the street and bumped mm. into his little girl with the ice cream, and you, you think, oh, he's going to go off, and he goes, oh, don't worry, love, and they're going, walk on, old man, you dickhead, or we'll bash her. Mm. And he's like, oh, half an hour later, they're walking down the same shopping strip, and he spots him just hanging down the street. So he puts mm. his little girl in the car, look out, sweet, I'll be back in a minute. And he walks <laughs> down, one of them starts running, he grabs another one. He got arrested for it, mm. and it went to anger management, and... Yeah, they're in the circle. They're talking about it. And he says again, like the guys go, well, do you think it's right? And he goes, well, yeah, because he's a dickhead. Right? <laughs> and he's always been a dickhead. And I and I bashed him. And he goes, well, um, do you think that's your, your right? And he goes, well, if no one else is teaching him a lesson, who is? He's just going to keep being a dickhead. And he's going to mm -hmm. keep doing that to people on the street. Mm. Yeah, everyone's in the circle going, yeah. Yeah, fucking <laughs> right on, right? Like, it was just a real... Uh, yeah, I was like, mm. fuck, he makes sense. But I mean, he, he didn't need to do what he did. But yeah, they're like, there's other ways, Ray's. And he goes, but doesn't stop people from being dickheads. Mm. Yeah, and he goes, yep, so if I feel that they are, I'll do what needs to be done. It was quite funny. Yep. And right on the money. I don't get what that's got to do with a happy ending, but anyway. No, well, okay, so the thumb up to so this bloke who's just... Okay, I know so what you he's mean. done it to you, and he's probably done it to 100 other blokes all the, all through the year. Yeah. A quick... Yeah? He's going to sort him out to go, well, fuck, I won't... Is that what Ray that. would do? Is that what you're saying? Ray would. No, but... So Ray would... If we're going that's in a different persona, Ray what would Ray lean do. over. What would Ray do? Ray would lean over and whisper in his ear, listen, mate, yeah? I can, I can only say one thing. It's not going to happen. But if you keep pushing me, something will. Then he'll be nervous. He'll sort of clench up, towel will go on. Do you mind if I put my shorts back on? So, yeah, not a problem, mate. The fear. That's All it. right. So That's we're, we're going to end on that uh, on that less than happy ending. <laughs> yeah, no, happy endings here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Will, with you here, the waffle's just gone through the roof. Sorry, mate. Sorry, no, that's, that's, so that, that's my influence there. Sorry, yeah, mate. Yeah. I, I went off tangent there with, yeah, sorry. I'm still really excited. We got a bit, we got a bit grey, didn't we? <laughs> I'm still really, a bit blue, sorry. Yeah. I'm still really excited to talk about salt. So, <laughs> salt? Salt. So uh, maybe we can do that on the next one, but I'm going to leave that as a maybe. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> that. Cool. No, no promises. You start with salt. All right. If Luke says so anything, we'll I'll do with something salt. with my thumb. Allegedly. And Allegedly. it didn't happen. It didn't happen, all right? We're all professionals here, right? Yeah. Exactly. Just, just keep the towel on and there won't be a problem. Okay. I'm going to have oh, that in the back of my head now. Oh, what would Ray no, do? What you would wind Ray that do? towel up. Just a whisper in the ear. We've got to watch it. Yeah, everyone needs to be a bit like Ray. Yeah. yeah, he's got some some good uh, beliefs about society. 
He's very calm until he's not. And you're like, Whoa. Anyway, sorry, Ross. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you uh, for, for being here. Apologies for having to listen to all of that. It was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you won't have to necessarily listen to it twice unless you listen to the podcast again. <laughs> I look forward to it. Awesome. Uh, Excellent. Thank you very thank much. And we nice look forward work. to Thanks catching up with everyone next one. Cheers. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross L and Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show, please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out L and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.